0: Percy, when someone is given challenging bad health news, what should their reaction be?
1: Well, Wayne, first, we should not panic. And second, as believers, we should always pause to take a time out if the situation allows to seek and inquire the mind of God in the matter before we act. Let's talk
0: about it. All right, let's talk about it with a pastor who did just that. And wait until you hear how he responded to being told to quickly create a bucket list. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome, everyone. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with our host, Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, I'm Wayne Shepard, and Percy, it's always good to be with you. Uh, we record remotely now. We're still in this COVID recording time, but it is good to see you on camera anyway. It's good to be seen, my friend, and not viewed, as I tell people. So at the
1: end of the day, yeah, it's good to see you as well, and uh,
0: blessed, man. Doing well. How about you? Uh, we're doing great. Thank you very much for asking. Today, stop and take a deep breath. We're going to talk with a pastor here today. This is a good guy, isn't he?
1: Mm, he is. I love this pastor. I've met him personally So I've had the privilege to have some kind of uh, face-to-face dialogue. And he's just a good man with a good heart. And he's uh, one of God's shepherds out there that's leading the flock. And he has a tremendous story to share with us
0: today. Well, we're so encouraged by the number of listeners that we are having now on this podcast and their response to the podcast. So thank you for that very, very much. You can always reach us through our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. As a matter of fact, we like to ask a question each week. And then uh, we share some of the answers. We can't share them all, but a few of them. Here's this week's question. Was there ever a time you had to completely stop everything to ask God for direction, and what was the outcome? So let me repeat that. Was there ever a time you had to completely stop everything and ask God for direction, and what happened? What was the outcome? Would Mm. you be so kind as to answer that question? Go to healthhopeandinspiration.com and leave your answer there. Percy? Percy?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We are, we, we want to hear uh, how you interacted with God in, in a moment where you needed to just kind of take a time out hmm. and say, I need to hear what God has to say on this situation. And then we'd love to hear uh, what the outcome was from that. So please share that response and, and bless others who uh, likely would like to hear that response as well.
0: Indeed. Well, uh, since we're talking about the question, let's uh, look at uh, one of the responses we got recently to a question we posed. The question was, how has being part of a community of people Affected by cancer benefited you. And you want to share a response? We have a response, my friend,
1: from Topeka, Kansas. And the response was this. I learned that I could draw on others for strength when I get tired and discouraged. My community support reaffirms that I am loved and will have
0: help with heavy lifting. Hmm. Thank you for responding to our questions. Again, go to healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, before we meet our guests today, let's open the scripture. You always uh, start us off with a spiritual nugget. What are you thinking about today, Percy?
1: Well, we want to go to Proverbs. You know, you can always find wisdom and a gem in Proverbs, that's for sure. So Proverbs, the second chapter, verses three through six, and it'll be so applicable for today's conversation uh, found, uh, and we'll read the modern English version uh, for this particular version of the scripture. Uh, And so uh, verse three through six says, yes, if you cry out for knowledge and lift up your voice for understanding... If you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom out of his mouth. Come knowledge and understanding. And this scripture will make sense today for today's conversation as we listen to a pastor who had to do just that.
0: Yeah, we'll get to Pastor Bob here in just a few moments. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. With hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, they take an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. So visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com, click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, Or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well Percy, there was a time when you were able to travel around the country a little more freely before the COVID virus affected life and talk with many of our friends and uh do you recall where you were when you talked to Pastor Bob? I did actually. I was um actually I recorded this particular uh interview. Oh, was it online? Actually, it was. It oh, was virtual. Okay. Let me let me scrap all that then. Okay. Well Percy, let's get to today's guest. Now this was pre-recorded as you talked to uh the pastor we're going to meet, but I got to tell you you had a lot of energy that day, so let's listen right now.
1: Hey, guys, I'm so excited to be back with you, and I have another guest, as always, to talk about faith and health and wellness and from a cancer perspective. As you know, uh, that's what we do on the show. And today I have Pastor Bob Weger, who is uh, a presiding pastor at Bible Baptist Church in Lawton, Oklahoma. Uh, he was originally diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, stage 4, Uh, Back in May of 2012 and he is now cancer free going on nine years and we celebrate and thank God for that and we want to hear his story today so let's welcome to the program uh, Pastor Bob Weger welcome to the show my friend how you doing
2: well Percy I'm doing wonderful and I thank you so much for the opportunity.
1: Well, uh, the privilege and, and really the pleasure is all mine and ours. As you know, uh, this program is driven around the idea of, of telling the stories of those who have walked the walk and who are now uh, living to tell the story of being a cancer patient. And I thank you for taking time out of obviously your busy schedule. Uh,
2: well, thank you. Thank you again for the opportunity.
1: So as the introduction stated, uh, you uh, originally were diagnosed with stage four non-Hodgkin's lymphoma back in May of 2012. You're now cancer-free. You're thriving, surviving. You're leading your congregation and your church. Let's talk about the day that you were first told uh, that you had cancer, and how did you feel when you heard those words, you have cancer?
2: When I was diagnosed, I, I went into the emergency room and had those, that, that CT scan, and the doctor came in and said, Pastor, what you need to do, get your bucket list out and do it fast. And my wife was sitting there with me, and uh, I was just of the mindset, okay, Lord, uh, this is another opportunity, not an obstacle, but an opportunity. And I looked at my wife, and her eyes swelled up, and she said, "Well, how long does he have?" And he said, "I have no idea." Hmm. And I remember my wife holding my hand, and we walked out of the out of the, the uh, emergency room, and walked back to our car. And it was on a Wednesday night. And I called one of my deacons, and I said, I, "I'm I'm not coming to church tonight." Hmm. I said, "My wife and I we need to spend some time with the Lord at home." Yeah. And uh, we just got to get get the mind of God on this. He has a plan. I just didn't understand at that moment. Wow.
1: Well, certainly, again, the initial, you know, shock wave of hearing yes. cancer to you, uh, you know, will certainly give you a moment of pause. I often tell people I call it the stop, drop and roll moment where you simply are like in suspended animation and you've got to have some time to, to let that marinate. And in your particular case, as you stated, obviously, being a man of faith, being a shepherd, uh, I've got to now seek the, the mind of God and 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 where where am I in all of this? And so I appreciate, you know, the fact that, you know, you share just the honesty of that moment. And that's why I always ask the question, because it is it's a moment of truth for anyone that hears those terms shared with them. You talked about and made reference to, obviously, your spouse and your 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 help meet and your caregiver. Um, how did she uh, then move along with you? Because I, I often share with people that no one who has survived or, or, or uh, gone beyond a cancer diagnosis typically did not do that alone. There was someone that was standing by them and standing by their side. Let's talk a little bit about uh, your precious wife as a caregiver. How did she manage to move forward as you guys uh, entered into that space?
2: Oh, she was, uh, you know, she was a Mary and Martha wrapped up in one, Wow, uh, you know, right there at my side the entire time, uh, every, uh, every week when we go in to see the doctor and do the blood draws and, and uh, then every three weeks go in to take my chemo, okay. uh, she would sit there the entire time and, Bob, what can I do for you? And I said, you know, you've done enough, I'm fine, but she was always there by my side uh, assisting with whatever I need to help with.
1: Praise God for caregivers. Yeah. Let's give out a, a, a shout out and a salute to all caregivers. Uh, we Absolutely. Thank, we thank God for you. And we know that you are a huge part of, of the cancer continuum. And uh, we thank God for your precious wife. Let's shift gears, Pastor. Let's talk about standing yes, in front of the congregation. Uh, I've, I've talked to many pastors. Uh, I, myself being a pastor, understand the dynamics of being a public figure, standing in front of the people as the spiritual, moral, emotional leader of a group of people. Uh, let's talk about uh, how you were able to get back up on your feet, obviously, if I could use that phraseology, to stand before your your membership and I would assume at some point communicate to them, hey, I've, I've got a challenge and I'm on a journey. Let's talk about how you did that and 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 what it took for you to be able to do that.
2: Well, having, uh, you know, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, your immune system is greatly compromised. Mm. And uh, I had to be very careful. Uh, my oncologist was telling me, you know, you can go back if you feel up to it, but be careful going back and being around uh, anyone that might have the sniffles uh. or, you know, you just you had to be cautious. Yeah. And so, uh, we communicated with the church and they're like, well, we won't come up close to you. You could tell they wanted to. Yeah. Um, uh, but the the first Sunday I came back and I told them, I said, I'm just going to preach on Sunday morning. And when I uh, arrived in the church, you know, people were, uh, just like, well, preacher, we want to hug you. Hmm. We, and I said, boy, I'd like to hug you too, but we can't <laughs> right now. <laughs> and, and so I just told them, you know, I said, uh, uh, I, I brought a passage of scripture, Isaiah 43, uh, that the Lord gave me, you know, talking about how that the Lord has redeemed us yeah. and, and, uh, you know, he's called us by name, yeah. we are his. And, and I told him, I said, you know, folks, I said, uh, th- these are trying times for not just my wife and I, but us as a church. Yeah. And, and as a result, God has really, uh, God used that, uh, to really encourage the people, uh, to learn to trust, um. I found out later after I was towards the end of my cancer treatment, there were some others in my congregation that was diagnosed with cancer Ah. and didn't know, you know, they found out shortly after. And they said, pastor, I've been watching and learning from you. Mm. And here you are teaching when you're going through a trial yourself.
1: Yeah. And, and it it brings me really to two points, uh, where I want to go here. And number one, first and foremost, uh, and, and I've known of ministers and pastors Uh, over the years that in many cases actually opted not to share when they were told that they had cancer for various different reasons uh, and kind of kept that quiet. And and in my personal opinion, you know, obviously everyone should have a right to their privacy, but I think as a pastor, you're in a very unique uh, position and I think dutiful responsibility that the members also need to see their shepherd uh, who is working through challenges and circumstances as he is teaching and preaching that and modeling that before them. And that's exactly Absolutely. what I just heard articulated by members of your congregation uh, who felt empowered by the fact that they were watching their pastor go through this challenge that then they themselves were actually walking through. How did that hit you when you heard that, Pastor? What what ran through your heart when you heard that?
2: It it, it humbled me. Um hmm. uh, Because I didn't realize that I was being an example to my flock when it came to battling cancer. Yeah. Um, I had a a service there where I paused and uh, that Sunday morning, and I told him, I said, church, I said, "Um, let's just take a moment here. And I said, I'd like to know what you've been thinking over the last few months that I've been battling this cancer, and I couldn't be here at first. And And one of my men stood up, and he said, pastor, we were scared. Yeah. He said, we didn't want to lose our pastor. Yeah. We love our pastor. Yeah. And I said, well, you know, I, I'm not, I can't lose. And this is the comforting thing that I, that always helped me uh, is realizing that there's no way a child of God can lose.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: You know, I, either God's going to heal me and allow me to continue and finish my journey in this life, or he's going to take me home. As the Apostle Paul said, I fought a good fight. Yes. Now I'm done. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> and, and you're going home. And you know, heaven is not less than; it's greater than what Absolutely. you and I enjoy in this life. Absolutely.
1: Well, on yeah. that note, and it, it it strikes the point. The second point that popped in my head, uh, even as a yes. premeditated thought, is with that being said, because I think that there are still not as many as historically once was. Again, I've I've been around the cancer conversation from a faith based perspective. Long enough to know, 25 years, that there has been historically times where people of faith struggled, if you will, around the notion and the idea of being a person of faith and then incorporating your faith in a healthcare process, medical treatment, uh, talking to a doc. I don't think that there there is much of that type of conflict that exists anymore in in the minds of people of faith. But historically, there certainly has been a struggle with, well, I'm trusting in the Lord. I'm going to lean on his word. Uh, I'm going to allow my faith to work for me. Uh, Did you ever at any point in time feel that there was a conflict between your faith in the Lord and in the word and in his promises and his ability versus exercising your right to utilize good medical treatment and the ability to merge those two together under, you know, uh, an experience of being able to walk by faith, but also allowing medical care to be part of your treatment plan.
2: With regard to my faith in my own personal life, uh, there wasn't any wavering there personally in that area. Uh, my greatest concern, uh, that really I did struggle with was the care of my wife. Uh, I wanted to make sure she would be okay. Um, You know, and I knew there was going to be challenges she would face. There was going to be, okay, I'm going on this path of life as if the Lord would allow her to become a widow. Yeah. I, you know, and that was a concern because I wanted to make sure that she would be fine. Uh, But, you know, trusting in the Lord, it, it is more than just words, as we know, in the faith community. Yes, uh, it, it is. You know, James tells us that uh, faith without works is dead. Yes. Uh, you know, you, you can say you have faith, but if the faith, if the faith doesn't work hmm. and it, it gets put to the test during times of cancer treatment, sure. uh, you know, where you look at and people said, well, I don't know that I would, you know, pursue that avenue of treatment. Well, I chose the the avenue of treatment that I believed would be best for me, and it worked. Uh, was it challenging? Sure.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but what in life isn't challenging?
1: Right, right. right. Uh,
2: but as a result, uh, you know, trusting the Lord, uh, God, you know, Luke was a physician, and, uh, you know, medicine, you know, there's medicine I believe that God has given that is to be used for his honor and glory. and When you you know, and you've even used it in some of your uh, seminars and teaching classes. Mm -hmm. That when you put all three things together, you know, uh, you you find that um, it all just works together, you know, in in a positive way for one's faith and trusting in God.
1: Well, there there certainly is something to be said, and you're right. um, In 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 the avenues that I've had the privilege uh, and outlets, you know, we talk about the mental, the emotional, uh, physical. And then spiritual dynamics, and when you put them together, you know we're we're not these separate entities that they all feed off of each other and and it is my personal belief and opinion and again, you use the great reference that you know uh in the first you know great uh corporation called Jesus Inc, you know there was a physician who was on the board of trustees, and so Amen. Uh, <laughs> Amen. so when we, yes. when we when we understand yes. the amalgamation and I think the respectful proper balance between the discipline of medicine and science, and I'm going to use this term, the discipline or belief of faith and spirituality, they can mutually work together to create, as was your particular experience, now nine years cancer-free, uh, a man of faith and power, praying and trusting God, allowing you know your spirituality to obviously be the core of your foundation, but also medical tr- good medical treatment and care. And here you are, Uh, to tell the story. That being said, how are you or how have you become, if this was indeed applicable for you, different? I know that many cancer patients, and I've had many pastors to say this to me, I'm different now after being a cancer patient. This changed my ministry or it it helped to refocus or recalibrate me in, in some kind of way. Was there anything out of your cancer journey and experience that either enhanced you changed your ministry or you're focused in any way pastor
2: oh changed my focus completely you know you were talking of the four dynamics there earlier and and percy you are so right in there those four areas of dynamic working together because how it changed my focus is uh after i had um Finished my treatment, I learned of a man in our community here who was 88 years old. Mm-hmm. He had been battling cancer for nine years, and I went by to see him because his wife was concerned about his spiritual dynamic. Okay, of not having a relationship with the Lord. Okay, and can you can you believe that through that testimony, he sat down with me, or I sat with him in his home one day? He said, "Preacher, what do you know about cancer?" <laughs> But <laughs> I said, "Well, I I've had cancer." Wow. He said, "Really? Uh, you really had cancer?" And literally Percy, I said, "Look, I have a port." Yeah. And and he looked at me and he said, "Let me see that." And so he looked at my port and he said, "Well, I've got one too." Huh. But he said my cancer's not going in remission. And I so we began to talk and I had the privilege of leading that 88-year-old man to the Lord.
1: Praise the Lord. Amen. So,
2: you know, it did change my focus. You know, I, I had taken people to chemo treatments, radiation treatments over the years. Uh, I had, um, you know, even this is sad to say, but I've even held puke bags for people when they're not, they're not feeling well. Sure, And, uh, you know, and I, and I've held their hands when they've come out of radiation and said, you know, preacher, I feel like I'm on fire Mm. and, you know, just different things how we, we just don't feel good. Um, And when they said, well, I want something to eat and I'll stop and get them something, their favorite food. And then they're like, yeah. But, you know, it it really did change my uh, my perception of how I was going to minister to the people. Okay, because now it's you know where I'm at because you have some knowledge of where I'm coming from. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that that's awesome, Pastor. I think there's something to be said about uh, having been there, done that and have the T-shirt to prove it. When you stand before someone in those situations, you know you can authentically uh, look them in the eye and say, listen, I've been there, and uh, here's what God uh, was to me, is to me now, and here's how I got here. And I think it just simply enhances uh, the the, the testimony of of the believer, and certainly from a preaching and a pastoring perspective. Thank God uh, for you in that regard. You know, Pastor, I could talk to you all day, uh, but with the few minutes that we have left, What is the thing, and it doesn't have to be one thing uh, or only one thing, what is something that drives your hope or uh, empowers your hope? What keeps you hopeful today? The word promise. Ah. Uh,
2: The Lord made a promise that he told us in Hebrews 13, I will never leave you or never forsake you. Mm. And you know, sometimes we we uh, in life we find people say, "Well, you you and I will be friends always." And then, life takes us on different paths, and we go on journeys, and then we lose contact, and we're like, "Wow, I wonder what happened to that friend." Yeah. But you know, Jesus is—he never leaves us. He never forsakes us. Mm. He's always with us. And when I look at the promises that our Lord made, um, you know, they are. They're eternal, yes, <laughs> yes. you know, and when you find yourself on this, on this journey, uh, you know, with, with HHI here, you know, the encouragement that you offer, it helps people on that, on that path, that journey they're on to just be reminded of, for me, it was the promise Holy of God. looking that, you know, when Jesus says something, it's better than money in the bank. Mm, mm. You can, you can absolutely rest upon his promise. Um, because he cannot fail. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: impossible. All of his promises are yay and amen, the word of God says. Yes, yes. Today yes. you have heard from Pastor Bob Wieger. Uh, he is the senior pastor at Bible Baptist Church in Lawton, Oklahoma. Uh, originally diagnosed in May 2012 with stage 4 non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and guess what folks? He's cancer free here now going on 9 years and we declare victory in his life and we thank God for his testimony. Pastor, I appreciate you so much uh taking time to visit us on our little platform to encourage You're very somebody. Welcome. So you continue to be well and continue to uh, spread the good news. And uh, remember, at the end of the day, we read the end of the book, we cheated and we win.
2: (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Amen, brother.
1: Thank you so much. Have a great day, Pastor, and we'll check back in with you at another time.
2: Okay, Percy. Thank you so much for the opportunity.
0: Ah, how good to meet Pastor Bob. We'll talk about it with Percy here in just a moment. If you are concerned that you or someone you love may have cancer, consider reaching out to Cancer Treatment Centers of America for personalized diagnostic services. Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers that treats the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or... Or contact a member of the team with questions about your diagnostic and treatment options. The number, 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, thinking back on that interview you did with Pastor Bob just now, I cannot imagine walking into a doctor's office and be told, "You better hurry up on that bucket list." That that's a moment.
1: That is a moment etched in time, and he uh, referred to that. and And when he did that, it was interesting uh, what his thoughts and his reactions were to that. And so, you know, he said, "Listen, this now becomes an opportunity here." And so he 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 had to dig deep. And one of the responses that he he gave us was the fact that he and his wife said that. They needed to just take some time and go spend time along with the Lord and get the
0: mind of God on what to do here Mm -hmm. and how to react and respond. So I thought that was a very powerful moment. Yeah. And you do have to stop and kind of, you know, just gather yourself, don't you?
1: Yeah. As I often say, using the old fire prevention commercial, you know, uh, stop, drop and roll. You have to just kind of like take a time out and basically uh, reduce all of the noise around you to get still and as believers, we want to get in front of the Lord and get in his presence and see what we are being led and prompted to do as next steps and next reactions. And that was exactly yeah. uh, what pa- Pastor Bob and his wife did.
0: Well, we learned a lot from his attitude dealing with this whole cancer situation in his life. and. Uh You know, when he said that uh, he decided to share with his congregation uh, in a way that, that really identified, and he actually counseled a man who had had cancer who really wasn't very open to spiritual things until he had that point of identification with Pastor Bob.
1: Well, it's interesting. I think that for many pastors, and we've interviewed several on this platform, as you know, and I've ministered to many pastors who have had cancer, it becomes a life-changing dynamic from a ministerial perspective in many ways. It, it, ch- it changes the trajectory of their ministry or their focus of emphasis. But two things came out of that discussion. One was that when he had to stand before the congregation, uh, because of the type of cancer that he had, which was a non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, uh, you know, he was immune compromised, and he had to tell the congregation that he couldn't hug or touch them. Oh yeah! So yeah. that was a dynamic that kind of you know impacted his interaction uh, with his flock. And any any pastor who's worth. Uh, their weight and salt, unless they're very huge congregations. Uh, If you want to identify a shepherd, you know, just smell them, as I've been told, because (laughs) they always smell like sheep, because they're connected to the sheep. They're around the sheep. They like to be uh, interfacing with the sheep. And so that really had uh, a compromising effect upon him. And then the other side of that was that there were those who basically benefited from hearing him uh, go public with his cancer to talk about that, who yeah. also was walking on a cancer journey. And we've discussed the power of pastors publicly talking about their healthcare journeys, right. particularly with cancer, because someone is probably sitting in that congregation who needs to hear and see uh, the power of God working through their shepherd, who is also being challenged just as they
0: are. Yeah. Well, one more thing about Pastor Bob, and we'll have to have him back in the future to talk about his interface with the Our Journey of Hope program. I know that he's been through the training on that.
1: He did, and, and he was very excited. And as a result of being a cancer patient and walking the cancer journey, uh, he felt, and I don't want to give too much away from what I really would like to talk with him about, but the idea of, as a shepherd, uh, was he really equipped Uh, to then transfer knowledge and information and support to those within his congregation. Now, understanding some things firsthand as a cancer patient, uh, he attended uh, an actual training and went back and allowed those trainings to kind of refocus and uh, help him to really dial back into another aspect of ministry that quite frankly, he was not very equipped for.
0: Yeah. I hope any pastor who may be listening today knows about the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. Its mission is to equip and empower every Christian leader to better meet the great need of helping their congregation who may be suffering in a cancer journey. So if you are a pastor or a leader in your church or congregation, we invite you to join this growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. It's absolutely free. Visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, Click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page and look for the Ministry Leaders Network. Hey, we have a resource we want to put into the hands of our listeners today. We always try to uh, provide something that's going to be a great follow-up to our conversation. This one is called God is on Your Side. Percy, tell me about it.
1: Yeah, this was designed for the sole purpose of reminding believers, even though we know, but that when we get in moments of crisis and when we get in moments where our backs are against the wall, we need to be reminded and reaffirmed around the fact that God is on our side. The great 23rd Psalms was written by one of the greatest leaders that the Bible ever talks about, who was powerful and mighty, but he had to remind himself and rehearse the fact that God was with him and walking with him and assisting him. And so, We created this resource for that very purpose. God is on your side. And, uh, it would be uh, useful to, to give you a reminder to keep you plugged into the reality that though the enemy is standing before you, God is walking beside you. And more importantly, he's in you, hmm. allowing you to move forward. And so we want everyone to be encouraged. Download this, share this with family and Indeed, friends, yeah. individuals who are working through crisis. God is on your side.
0: Here's all you need to remember. It's our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Go to that website, Look for resources and download God is on Your Side. And let us know how God uses it in your life and ministry as well. So God is on your side at healthhopeandinspiration.com. While you're there at the website, why don't you go ahead and answer a question this week. Was there ever a time you had to completely stop everything and ask God for direction? And what happened? What was the outcome? You can answer that question at the same website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, uh, listeners, click on Connect And then there's a drop-down menu where they can supply their answer. It's very simple. That is. That's correct, sir. Very simple, and we'd love to hear from you this week here at Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Well, Percy, I see now why you chose the scripture you did at the beginning of the conversation here today. So why don't we double back on that?
1: As we close, and as a reminder, when you are pressed and when you are in a moment where you've got to make some choices and decisions, uh, listen to this scripture and allow it to get deep into your conscious and into your psyche. Uh, Proverbs 2, verses 3 through 6. Yes, if you or in this particular case, I uh, cry out for knowledge and lift up your voice or my voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Verse 6, for the Lord gives wisdom, out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Today, be encouraged that though you may be facing complicated challenges that you're not sure what to do or how to react, take a moment to stop and take a deep breath yep. and seek the face of God.
0: Take that time out. That is so very helpful. Thank you, Percy. I guess that'll do it for this time here on the podcast, but again, thanks for listening. Go to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com and, inspiration.com and Percy, we'll talk to you during the next episode. Thank you.
1: All right. Remember, we've got work to do. Keep chopping the wood. Until the next time, we'll see
0: you. God bless. You've been listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America.
3: If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person.